Hey, what's up, everybody? So the inevitable finally occurred. Uh, we listened to a band on this episode that we totally listened to on a previous episode and uh, and weighed in on. The good news is uh, we kind of have an excuse because it was on uh, one of the uh, Hell Week episodes. So, uh, you know, we were already like 15 bands in by the time we had heard this band and we were both very tired. So um, as we were listening to them, I actually... Uh, had a strong, strong suspicion that we had done so previously. And I even thought to myself, I have definitely heard this, maybe even on the podcast, but I didn't trust my own brain. Um, it was uh, the record The Imminent Slaughter by Last Agony. Uh, we even listened to the same song. Um, luckily, it, as comedic as it would have been if uh, our opinions on it had shifted entirely and we would you know, put our uh, put ourselves on full display as the posers and complete fucking morons that we are. Um, that didn't happen. Uh, we basically said the exact same things about it. But I just wanted to add this quick addendum up top uh, so that everybody knew we already uh, acknowledged that we are idiots and it would uh, save you your voicemails and emails and whatnot. Enjoy the episode. Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent music that people send in to us. It's typically our first time hearing the releases in question. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't. Uh, but this is not a traditional review show. We don't strive to be music critics. We uh, do not attempt to make a lot of objective value judgments about the music that we hear, whether or not we enjoy something or not. The overall goal is to just put stuff in front of you, let you make your own decisions, come to your own conclusions, be an adult, and then uh, act on those uh, on those feelings. Go out and buy music. Go see a band if you like stuff. Support um, support the scene, as it were. Support the stuff that you enjoy. Uh, we have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice, and we usually get through between like five and seven of them, and that's really all there is. Um, so <clears throat> this week you're talking to... You're talking to a man who is in the midst of a, a a sense of total elation. The upstairs neighbor is officially out. He's gone. Oh, he's gone, gone. He's gone, gone. He turned in his keys and the locks are changed. All right. Yeah, man. I feel I feel absolutely liberated. We we cleaned the whole house today. We had the windows open. Um, we were just yeah, just ce- celebrating in our in our revelry. Um, it was, it's, it's an incredible feeling. I'm not going to, not going to fear, hear, hear any more, uh, dope fiends ringing the doorbell at three in the morning. Um, I'm not going to have to go out onto the front porch at three in the morning and confront my neighbor. And, um, like I did a few weeks ago, tell him to go upstairs and put a gun in his mouth and kill himself. Um, no more of that. It's just going to be... You know, I thought that you were just going to kind of j- kind of keep that on the down low a little bit that you uh, told him to go kill himself. Well, that's because at the time I was worried that there might be like further escalation and I didn't want to incriminate myself in case I did actually end up doing physical violence to this man. Uh, but now that he's uh, now that he's out of the picture, I don't you know, I don't have to worry about it anymore. And I can say, um, yeah, I, you know, I did go on the front porch and tell him that he was a leech that nobody loved. He would never be able to climb up from the abyss that he, uh, he has sunk into and that he should end his own life. 
Um, you're, you're a fucking bad person. <laughs> yeah, perhaps, perhaps so. I'm sure. Uh, I'm not, sure some people might make that con- that contention. It's, uh, not, not, not at all a, uh, not at all a, um, I guess, uh, uh, empathetic thing to do. No. You are uh, a man teetering on the edge of. Uh, I, I think the next step is like complete loss of empathy for other groups, not just addicts that irritate you. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think I think that uh we can expect to see Greg Gordon collecting some of those ten thousand dollar bounties for uh <laughs> hunting women in Texas. Yeah, next. that's that's the next turn for sure. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna go full on wasteland warlord libertarian. Uh yeah, why not? You know, you know, I was thinking about, you know, I mean, because like it's not like uh it's not like um this idea of bounties on uh people has uh ever led to good things or you know no not worked out in the past right yeah um pretty cool right yeah really cool it's pretty cool right uh you know and i was thinking about um witch hunting yeah right because obviously you know it's basically the same thing right sure yeah um except they're not burning anybody yet right not yet i bet witch hunting is probably one of those jobs that sounds really cool, but when you get down to brass tacks, it's not. Yeah, I think probably just like actual, like, you know, contemporary bounty hunting, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, like, all right, cool. I'm going to go, you know, hunt some green fucking witches in caves, right? right. It's going to be fantasy, right? It's going to be sure. awesome, right? Yeah. It's going to be like The Witcher, right? Mm-hmm. Nope, just torturing, burning, and uh, pillaging innocent people, right? Like, yeah. what a fucking letdown. <laughs> There's not sure. a, we didn't find a single goddamn witch. We rendered all these people to bits. We crushed them. We fucking broke them on the rack. We used, you know, the fucking, we used the pear up their fucking rectums, right? Yeah. That one goddamn witch, just, a, just a, a sea of tears in our wake. Yeah, see, witch hunting would only be cool if there were actual witches who might who might hit you with a spell or a curse or something. But right, it's, you know, instead, like, yeah, just a wake of, of of a legacy of destruction and horror. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm not talking about like you know, I'm not talking about modern day fucking you know, uh, sage smudge witches and shit like that because right. that ain't fucking real, right? Sure, sure. I mean, you know, come on. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> come on. I'm talking about real ass witches, right? <laughs> yeah. Just imagine it's 1500, right? Mm-hmm. Somewhere in in like continental Europe, right? right. Yeah. Who, who who fucking knows what the goddamn borders are, you know, as in, in this time of chaos, right? Yeah. And uh, who fucking knows what country it is, right? Let's just say it's, um, I don't know, it's like uh, Spain, right? Okay. Torquemada's in full effect, right? Right. You're a young up-and-comer villager, right? Uh-huh. You fervently actually believe in witches. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, like Magic is real. Witches are real. And I, I mean real witches, right? right. <laughs> that kind of witch, right? Yeah. So you sign up, whatever, you know, you fucking make some loot, have a few laughs, do a little good, right? Yeah. Personal landscape of witches, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, 17 broken, shattered women later, <laughs> not one witch, right? Yeah. But just a lot of pain and a lot of PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Right. Well, so, you know, tying tying the current uh, going goings on down in Texas to the, the witch hunting thing, I think is is um, an apt comparison. And I think it's like a I think it's a healthy and needed reminder that 
um, the moral arc of history is not on a continual upward trajectory. There are like significant dips, you know? <laughs> um, and it's, I think, uh, like I said, just an important reminder that, um, we, we have to be ever vigilant about that shit because we, we can't just sit back <laughs> sit back and expect society to like magically get better and cooler and more open and accepting. Yeah, um, but see, we have so many cool things that just let us not care about stuff like that, right? That's, yeah, that's true. I mean, we got punk rock, we got hardcore, right? Right. We got cool ass fucking TV shows. We got Marvel superheroes cleaning the shit up for us, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. I ain't got time to fucking read up on this shit. I ain't got time to fucking donate to groups trying to fight this shit. I ain't got time to be active in doing this shit. I got to get caught up on the fucking Marvel's what if, right? I'm three episodes behind. Fuck that shit. <laughs> well, yeah, right? that's true. I mean, that's a good point. I uh, The free Peacock um, subscription that comes along with my internet service, I actually did just find out that they've got all five seasons of sliders on there. Oh, um, boy. I mean, now, now when you get down to it, right? Yeah. What are you going to miss more, right? Yeah. What, I mean, like, you know, what's a bigger loss, right? The ever-creeping fucking religious fanaticism and uh, the influence of the American Taliban on the country, right? Because uh -huh. they ain't stopping at abortion, homie. I like how people <laughs> no. think that, like, oh, they'll get rid of abortion and that'll be it. They've got their big victory. Oh, right. no. No, oh, no, 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 no. There's been too much money and too much power sniffed by those motherfuckers. They ain't going away. No, right? not at all. No. But, you know, what's a bigger loss, right? Abortion rights are not getting caught up on the five seasons of sliders. <laughs> right. That ran from 1995 to 2000. Right. Right. Yeah. And also exist in perpetuity on the internet. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> You know, right. yeah, you know. It's, it's a it's a it's a toss up for sure. I could see somebody landing on either side of that issue. Well, the good news is the battle's coming to Indiana because there was a state rep in Indiana that is working on uh, bill, a bill with similar language for our great state. Yeah, I think that actually like pretty much any anywhere um, that has like a large conservative voter base and like uh, and like a heavy conservative po political presence um, are all trying to to do up some uh, copycat bills right now. So very, very yeah, it fucking sure cool. is. You know what? You know what? It is cool. But you know what's even cooler? What's that? Not giving a shit because it's so much cooler to not give a shit. Right? <laughs> That's right. Yep. So, uh, you know, because both sides truly are the same, my friend, <laughs> both sides truly are the same and the, the levels of manipulation and control they want over an individual's life. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so there you go. Um, you got any, uh, <laughs> got any cool goings on in your life? <laughs> nah, down with people, man. That's what I say. Down with people. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Right? I, th I think that's a fair position to take. You know? <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's uh, let's just jump into the queue then. All right. Um, so first up, we have got Antro, uh, possibly Antro. I'm not really sure. They are a, a German band. Uh, this is their debut uh, release. Their demo it comes to us from Tyler Hammer, who favorably described this um, as being kind of in the vein of a lot of the uh, the UK stuff of the like late mid to late 80s, like heresy, sacrilege, uh, electro hippies, stuff that blended uh, kind of like the nascent early grind stuff with hardcore, um, which is uh, a form that I don't hear reproduced frequently. And he spoke highly of this. And I think he is uh, I think he is uh, is a scholar of that particular brand of music. So I, I trust him to not send us in some bullshit. 
And then we have got O Summer Vacation. This was sent to us by Derek M. Uh, the release is Wicked Heart, and this is a band out of Japan that he said he had trouble classifying. Um, he said it's kind of punk, um, kind of noisy. Uh, there's some weird pop elements. I mean, it seems distinctly Japanese from uh, from the description that he gave and the one that I'm reading on their band camp. Then we have Oddsent, I think is how this is pronounced, Oddsent, with Det Stora of Ascendant. I'm sure I'm not pronouncing any of that correctly because it's Swedish. This was sent to us by Nick Miller. Um, he says it's kind of all over the place. Uh, so, uh, you know, just, just strap in and get ready to hear uh, a, broad, a broad breadth of uh, sonic influences. Then we have got Exposure with Atonement. Uh, this is a, another German band. This one is sent to us by Caius, um, who says that uh, this band is pulling heavily from like systems overload era integrity with some healthy DB influence. So um, if that's pulled off well, that sounds pretty sick. Spell Caius's name. Uh, K A I U S. Okay. Why? Why do you ask? Well, I just thought it might be spelled K Y U S S, right? Oh, right, the, like the, the, the Caius that we all know, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I thought, think hmm, somebody's parents went uh went a little too far down the fucking rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I think this is I think this is just uh somebody with an actual an actual different name. I don't know if he is an American man. I think he might be a German guy. There you go. Uh, then we have got Jarhead Fertilizer with Product of, of My Environment. This was sent to us by Josh Goodwin. Um, I, you know, I, I, I've seen a few people big up in this. Uh, I've been meaning to check it out just because their name is presumably a dystopia reference, and I am a dystopia fan. Now looking at the album artwork and seeing the like uh, graffiti, graffiti mm-hmm. bubble letters on there, I got to assume they are probably drawing directly from dystopia. So um, again, kind of like uh, I was talking about with the like kind of uh, early grind hardcore stuff like Heresy. Um, also, you know, cr- heavy crust in the vein of dystopia is not a thing that I hear reproduced frequently either. So I'm uh, kind of excited to hear this. Okay. Then we have got Dikembe with Muck. Uh, this was sent in by uh, by Fatty Hurst, our homie Todd, friend of the show. So okay. Dikembe is a band. He He said he assumes you won't like it. Uh, he thinks I could go either way. This is a band that I'm I'm actually familiar with because they formed and were coming up um, in the little pocket of like '90s, uh, you know, noodly, twinkly emo revival stuff that I was, uh, you know, I don't know, on the periphery of uh, a decade or so ago. Uh, so I I might have even played some shows with this band. I know I've at least seen them live. Um, I thought they were solid around that time, but um, that ship sailed for me a long time ago. I haven't kept up with them. I don't know if they're still doing that. So I guess if we land on it, we'll see. Then we have got Tough Bluff with Only Children. This was sent to us by Amos Helvey. He says it is uh, a little Denver, Colorado scene report because Amos lives out there. We get a lot of stuff from Denver, but it's all typically from the kind of convulsed records uh, yeah. extended family. He says that this is uh, this is actually some some pretty solid garage rock that he didn't expect to like, but ended up enjoying. Right, because I'd like to hear what else is out in Denver, right? Yeah, for sure. I'm sure it's not all good. It's probably not all bad. Some of it sucks. We'll see, right? Indeed. Uh, then we have got Lurk with Around the Sun. This is a band out of Chicago that um, I've been familiar with for a while. This was sent to us by Jeremy. Um, yeah, I've heard this name a zillion times. I've had a bunch of people tell me that I should check it out and that I would like it. I don't know. I think that they play like generally uh, like I, I think punk informed or post punk informed like indie rock stuff, but I don't really know. Mm hmm. 
Then we have got the last, or we've got Last Agony with the Imminent Slaughter. This is a band out of Oakland, California. It was sent in by uh, by the ever reliable Ryan Donahoe. Um, so this stuff, I think, is also doing like a grind and hardcore fusion thing um, that that might be in the same vein as the uh, Antro stuff that Tyler Hammer sent in. And then last up, we have uh, Gord X Vigano with Extinción Animal. This is a band from uh, San Fernando, Argentina. It is uh, a submission from John from the band The Path, one of his international submissions. We haven't had one of those on the show in a minute. Um, and uh, I can only imagine that Gord X is probably um, like Latin X. Uh, you know, Gord, Gord is probably Gordo or Gorda, and that is like a, a non a non-gendered version of that. That's the only thing that I consume with my limited knowledge of both um, gender studies and and um, and Spanish. Spanish. So all I know is that it means fat, right? Yeah, right. Fat vegano, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Which is which is what I am. So uh, shout out to Gordex Vegano. Yeah, but then why isn't it Veganex? Gordex Veganex. I don't know how this shit works, right? I, what the fuck? Just use one goddamn word, right? <laughs> I agreed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that uh, that does it for the queue tonight. Let's uh, let's roll the dice. See what's up first. Six. Okay. So six is uh, Dikembe. Uh, even if I do like this, which is a toss up, you know, I I don't I didn't necessarily want to start the episode out with an emo band. I thought maybe we get a strong start, mm-hmm. um, but you know, we we have to prostrate ourselves before the dice gods and uh, and do their will. So um, it looks so like I'm going to be honest. Uh-huh. I'd never heard of this band. And when I just saw the band camp link and I saw a band called the Kembe. Yeah, I figured there's no way that this isn't a John Fett submission of some shitty grind band take using the name of some athlete or celebrity. Right. Um, and I'm wrong pleasantly now. Maybe not, right? I might be uh, maybe wishing that this was some fucking two-bit shit basement grind um, rolling out the fucking tired corpse of using a celebrity name, but uh, we'll see. I, I bet I bet it is going to go that way for you. So um, it looks like they have got the third song on this record queued up to play. Um, it, w- it is called All Got Sick. So we're going to listen to All Got Sick by Dikembe off of their record Muck.
All right, so we just heard the song All Got Sick by Dikembe off of their LP, Muck. Um, so, yeah, uh, as I was, uh, um, you know, I voiced my concerns that perhaps this wasn't going to be the strongest start uh, to the musical portion of our music-based podcast, and uh, I think my fears were confirmed here. I think even when I was, um, you know, thigh deep in this world and sharing stages with this band or you know these these types of bands um i i never was particularly into it um there were a handful of bands that stood out for me that i enjoyed for sure but by and large i didn't relate to a lot of the music that my contemporaries were making um i just sort of accidentally find found myself in that position anyway because i got you know offered a record deal and i felt like oh, i got to do this and and take advantage of this and maybe i'll get to make music for a living and it didn't really go that way and it's probably for the best but so even at the age of 21 22 um this would have been on the the very outside periphery of my interests and now at almost 32 uh it, it's nowhere even on the map I guess I can understand uh, why people who grew up in that scene might enjoy this and it might feel like a, a maturation of sound. You know, there's uh, epic sing-along choruses. Uh, there's a lot less noodling than there once was. But this does, uh, this does nothing for me. This, uh, this feels like adult contemporary indie. It uh, feels like, I, I don't know, man. It, it, it's just it doesn't resonate with me in literally any way at all. How'd you feel about it? I bet if I, I bet if that's as kind as I can be about it, you probably don't have any any positive thoughts. So, this was a lot more fucking indie than I expected it to be. Uh-huh. Um, I expected way more fucking noodly bullshit. Sure, yeah. There were two things in this that if they weren't there, I yeah. would like it. Okay. Well, obviously, number one, uh, scratch the dude, and um, you know. Give me, give me a female singing, right? Sure. Number one. Sure. Number two, uh, I guess a bit more deadpan irreverence. Yeah, sure. Right? Yeah. You I, give me that, maybe a little more fuzz. Yeah. And I bet your opinion is different too. Yeah, probably so. Probably so. so. This was like, you know, halfway there in many ways. Um, it just lacked certain crucial elements because I listen to I would listen to plenty of stuff that is I guess sonically sort of parallel to this, sure. But just coming maybe from a little bit of a different mindset, yeah. And I don't know this fucking band. I never heard this fucking band. I don't know these people, right? Right. Um, I you know me though. I just don't like sentimental lyrics that even sniff that even sniff of like uh, feeling bad, right? For sure. Yeah. So, um, that's what, that's what kind of sunk it for me was a lack of those, those sort of things, a little more, a little more irreverence and fuzz. And, um, even, even if the dude was just a little more like irreverent and, you know, I don't know, we always point to like, you know, fucking pavement, right? Sure. Um, just like in that sort of style of delivery, right? Fuzz it out. and, And I like it a lot. Um, but as it is, this was very, um, drippy. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. You know, for me anyway, right? Yeah, for sure. And I have I have a, a much higher threshold of tolerance for that kind of stuff and and general sentiment uh, than you do. And and you know, I, I so to me that's not even the thing that puts me off of this. It's it's how slick it is, um, it's how safe it is. Uh, it's just I don't know. This is just a form of indie rock that uh, it makes me feel quite literally 
not a single human emotion other than indifference. Which yeah, I, think- I guess that's what I'm getting at is like, you know, if you if you make this a little more lo-fi, give this a little bit of a more fuzzed out production, right? Yeah. Give it a bit more of an irreverent sort of uh, attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, who knows? I don't know what the fuck this song is about, right? I don't, you know, give a shit. But, you know, give it more of that deadpan sort of irreverence. Make it sarcastic where it's bordering a little less, a, a little more on like, uh, I don't know. It's not transgressive, but it's it's taking a few steps up the ladder. You know what sure, I mean? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I probably feel a totally different way about this. Yeah, definitely. So this wasn't so offensive that if I happened to hear it in the background of a show, I'd go stand outside, right? right? Um. I mean, I'd probably be outside anyway, let's face it, right? Because down with people, right? <laughs> That's right. You got to stick by got to stick by your guns on that. I mean, let's face it, right? I mean, I'm going to go outside. I'm going to stand somewhere where it's dark and you can't fucking see me because down with people and stay the fuck away from me, right? <laughs> That's right. Hey, Nate, I haven't seen you for a while. Yeah, been fucking cool, hasn't it? <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, it's been fucking great, right? It's the new normal, motherfucker. Right? right, right, right. I don't even know you. I haven't seen anybody in two years. I don't even know my friends anymore. Right? Start over. I'm just gonna fucking boot them. Get the fuck out. Right? Time yeah. for a fucking reset. For sure. I I would love to see you out there trying to make new friends. Yeah, <laughs> make new friends, form new relationships. Oh, dude, dude. I so yeah, I know. And like, I was just thinking about this today because like, I do I do virtually everything alone. I work totally alone. Sure. Right. And a lot of the things that I pursue outside of like, you know, this sort of stuff, right? Yeah. None of my friends like, right? right? None of them are into. So, you know, for instance, uh, fishing, right? uh, going out in the woods. Um, You might think you like going out in the woods, but you don't fucking like going out in the woods. Not like me. It's, it's, we don't even see the same thing. Right. Right. Sure. Right. It's, it's like listening. It's like listening to like a symphony with somebody who has, you know, synesthesia. Right. It's a completely different experience if you go into like, you know, the woods with me. Right. Right. Yes. So, you know, nobody likes any of that shit as much as I do. Right. Nobody wants to go as hard as I want to go on that sort of shit. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, it's just been pretty frustrating. So I can't imagine, right? Uh, basically, I give you, I give you three shots. If I get a hold of you, that's my new rule. If I get a hold of you once, beg hey, man, you want to go do something? Nah, I, uh, nah, I can't, man. I can't tonight. All right, cool. I'm gonna try again, and maybe if I give you a third shot. But if I don't fucking hear back from anybody, hey man, let's fucking hit that game. Hey man, let's uh, go fishing or something. You ain't getting another call from me. That's my new rule. Uh, that's a fair rule. I mean, why, uh, why, why bother? Right. I ain't going to fucking prostrate myself before you even beg you to go do something with me. Get fucked. Right. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, if you, if you got to beg for reciprocation, then, uh, then it's, it's really not, uh, it's not worth the effort that you're putting. I, I, I ain't chasing anybody down to do nothing no more. I ain't chasing anybody down to go fishing. I ain't chasing anybody down to do D and D. I ain't chasing anybody down to do nothing anymore. Right. You know where I'm at. You know how to get a hold of me. You like doing it. You know I'm always fucking game because I'm not swaddled with children and bullshit and having to act like I care about what's on TV, right? Sure. Um, just get a hold of me. You and you know that I'm down to go as hard as you fucking want, right? You want to go? Uh, you want to go spend twelve hours fucking staring at moss in the in the fucking forest? Try to keep up, motherfucker, <laughs> right? 
Yeah, that's true. I can I can attest to the truth of all of these claims. So yeah, so I was just kind of thinking about that, and I, I don't know what my fucking train of thought here was, but you know what? This band was about halfway there. I don't really give a show. That was it. I, I wouldn't be offended if it came on at a show, right? Right. Um, but at the same time, um, I just wish it had a little. You know, we we say this a lot. I wish it had a little more, um, a little more teeth and a little less tongue. Right. Yeah, for sure. And a lot of this kind of stuff too is just it. It. Uh, I think the the principal gripe that I have with so much of it is that it just feels entirely devoid of character, and all of the things that you described would uh, would lend it some character and identity. Whereas this, to me, it, it all it all kind of feels like background noise. Which I guess it could be worse, but it could be a lot better too. So there yeah. you go. Maybe maybe uh, maybe one day they'll make a record to our exacting standards. But yeah. until then, until then, they'll just have to fucking keep on toiling and hoping that they uh they land the land the the the, the blow one day the thing is records have been made to our exacting standards and that's why our standards are so fucking exacting right (laughs) yeah for sure that's the problem right that's the problem it's it's the fucking old man problem right yes yeah that's true and god damn it i wish something could feel new and fresh and exciting to me anymore but uh my life is a giant fucking bag of rotten potatoes right (laughs) yeah um all right let's uh yeah <laughs> yeah i had a moment last night where i played uh, i played my first show in like a year and a half and um some some fucking like zoomers were walking out during a song and i just oh no 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 see here's the thing yeah i don't i don't i don't, I don't like uh I, I ain't hip to the fucking lingo with generations and shit right uh-huh. yeah i don't like that shit because the first time like i always call friends of mine out that are like we'll say upper tier millennials or, you know, back end of Gen X like me. Yeah. Right. And when they start using words like, like derogatory terms towards younger generations, like fucking millennials, like, Hey dude, you sound just like your fucking dad. Well, I was, that's tell me how good fucking Leonard Skinner is next eat my fucking dick <laughs> that's just the that's just the preferred nomenclature it's not a derogatory term i have literally never heard somebody refer themselves as a zoomer yeah gen z uh they're they that's uh zoomer is like so they a, walk around saying hey i'm a zoomer i'm your typical zoomer hey you know me typical zoomer this is the kind of shit i'm into i'm in the wacky things on the fucking internet right i'm into shitty music right hey check this out look at all these fucking video games and cosplay i do check out this fucking crazy internet shit i do i look at is that is that what zoomers are into <laughs> I, I, I guess you know, hey you know i i'm i'm uh towing the zoomer line here right hey uh you know uh all uh, you know like uh you know everything everything's uh everything's fucking awesome on the internet you know <laughs> yeah i have a hundred thousand followers i think i can blend TikTok. right in with those fucking zoomers you know <laughs> yeah yeah dude i think you could for sure i think you started tiktok up nobody would know nobody hey. would know any better Hey, fellow Zoomers, check me out. Look, look at, uh, look at this, look at this crazy shit I get into. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's just roll the dice and see what's up next. Seven. Okay, so seven is lurk. So I think we're getting uh, we're getting Andy Rock followed by some other permutation of Andy Rock, I believe. Uh, we're the Andy Rock show tonight. So it looks like uh, they got a they got a song with a video. So I would assume that's uh, the lead single. It's what they also have uh, queued up to play on here. It looks crack like a smeal. Yeah, cr- crack a smeal. Uh, smeal. <clears throat> uh, it looks like this record's not out until the 17th. So they've released like four songs off of it so far. There's two videos for this fucking record. Damn, okay. They're not fucking around. They um, got uh, pressure points. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Krakus uh, Melee. Well, it looks like Krakus uh, Melee is the one they want us to see because it's real big up at the top of the uh, the Bandcamp page. So we'll go with that one. So like I said, I'm going into this only knowing that people have uh, big upped it for the last couple of years and that for whatever reason, I've just, uh, I haven't actively avoided it. I just have never found myself checking it out for whatever reason. So we're going to listen to Crack a Smile by the band Lurk from Chicago off their record Around the Sun. Okay, so we just heard the song Crack a Smile by the band Lurk off of their upcoming LP Around the Sun. Nate, how do you feel about that? Dude, what the fuck? This is like X105.1 alternative rock in 1998. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Veer's a, a little bit too close to uh, to that Dude, for comfort. This was, this was like something that was shat back and forth between you know fucking uh s- smash mouth and lit <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah this sure. was a fucking human centipede a fucking smash mouth and and lit right 
Yeah, so, yeah. I don't think this is nearly as as cool and alt rock as they probably imagine themselves to be. You know, this was like this was fucking Smash Mouth shitting into Lit's mouth, shitting into fucking Lurk's mouth, right? <laughs> yeah. And then we get to hear what comes out the tail end of that. <laughs> yeah, this is. Uh... There was this was this was. Um, um, entirely fucking castrated and denuded and stripped of uh, anything. This this could be in a th- th- this could be in a fucking in a fucking Pixar movie, right? Yeah, for sure. Yes. Uh, yeah. This dude. This could be in a, in, in the Shrek soundtrack. One hundred percent. Yes. This is a fucking Shrek. I've never seen one of those movies, but this is a fucking Shrek soundtrack movie, right? Sound movie soundtrack song. Yeah. For sure. Right. Yeah. No doubt. How many Shreks are there? Like twenty? Uh, <laughs> I think there's like at least four. You know, uh, God damn it! What the fuck? <laughs> what? So, like the last thing we heard, at least, at least, right? It had uh, a sound that, um, while polished, right? Right. While polished and um, um, gutless, right? Yeah. At least it still clung to some vestige. Of you know, uh, D- of the DIY spirit, right? Sure. This was just straight fucking bullshit radio rock after after college rock and like alternative music had been completely fucking denuded and shorn by the end of the nineties. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, man. I I uh, I'm really I'm really looking sideways at all of the people that have uh, told me to check this band out after the last or over the last couple of years. Maybe their earlier material is better because this is this is legit my first exposure to this band. Um, but yeah, man, that was uh, that was uh, you know the 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 claim uh, of uh, characterlessness that I leveled at Dikembe applies tenfold to this band. Uh, yes. This, this, I mean, I guess the best thing I could say about it is that chorus riff was, was kind of catchy. Um, but man, this is just, this is a dumbed down and soulless version of so many better bands, so many fucking better bands. Um, and man, that lead vocalist was really fucking rubbing me the wrong way too. I hated that dude's voice. That sucked ass. Um, yeah, this, this, this kind of pissed me off just because I was going into it expecting like, you know, at, at least something something <laughs> more closely adjacent to my interest with the number of people that have told me to check this band out and talked so much about how there's such a sick up and coming band from Chicago who's who's doing it right um man i regret to inform yeah, you yeah they're that they fucking are not. making they're making little kid movie soundtrack songs correctly right yeah for sure man um, what the fuck is this? What the fucking Zoomers are up to? Is this what the fucking Zoomers are doing? <laughs> no, this is what this is what uh, this is my 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 generation is squarely responsible for this shit. That's uh, that's millennial fuckery. If ever I heard it, Jesus Christ, this is you do that. It, it's almost as if this was like written to allow millennials to bring their kids to the fucking show. Yeah, yeah, totally, dude. Right? Yes, well, you, you know. What the fuck? You gonna have nap time after this? Yeah, yeah, man. This is uh, this is the Corman retirement program at work here. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, I guess good. You know, I don't know the fools in this band. You know, good for y'all if you're if you're getting your money. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know, man. Do what you're gonna do, right? Just know that um, this was a fucking 
naked, shorn castrati left in the fucking gutter to die. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, I, I know that you're not familiar with this band, but this is just uh, this is just like a culture abuse without all of the authenticity, without all of the heart, without all of the hooks. Um, this is a worse version of of better bands that walked, so this band could evidently run. Um, I, 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 I guess, you know, a lot of people fucking like this band. I got, they're on a, they're on a label that is uh, fairly, a, a fairly large indie at this point, pure noise. Uh, so I got to mm-hmm. assume they're doing pretty well and they're oh. making some money playing their, playing their pop rock, but man. Hey now they're all stars, right? <laughs> that's right. They're just getting their game on, going out they're and playing. Paid, right? <laughs> that's, that's right. So, and, uh, and for them, for that, I, I guess I, uh, I can't hold it against them. They're just trying to stack some bills um you know in in anticipation of the impending societal collapse so um you know stack stack yeah, your money joke, jokes on you because your fiat form of currency ain't gonna be worth <laughs> shit and piss when it all comes down right well hopefully they're uh they're investing in some uh some supplies some uh some mres some fresh water some filtration <laughs> systems maybe a bunker yeah um, but yeah, that sucked. That, that was uh, that, that was some dickless music. So yes, it was very. It, it was um, it was um, yeah, it was shitty. Yeah, it's very good it was, at what it is, and what it is is something I did not want to touch with a ten foot pole. Nope. Uh, let's uh, let's roll the dice and hope for better times ahead. I, I just can't fucking imagine, right? <laughs> Someone turning on like any fucking alternative rock station, you know, in, in the Midwest in 1999 and thinking, yeah, that's pretty fucking good. 22 <laughs> years later. Yeah, for sure. It's not a thing that needs to be revived. It was barely getting us by at the time, you know, what <laughs> you dude, it was. It, yeah, I guess it was barely getting us by. I remember I've mentioned before, like I was fucking working in the wilds of West Virginia and uh, the only thing I had to listen to was uh, either um, country music, right. which it you know can can suck my whole fucking dick, right? <laughs> um, ev- all every fucking bit of it, right? Um, religious radio, right? Right. Which, believe me, when the fucking hammer's in my hand, you're going up, <laughs> sure, right? Yeah, you're no going doubt. up. No right? You're going to be right up next to that fucking idiot you love so much, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, that was it, basically, right? Right. So there was one, like, alternative rock station, right? This was 1999. And they would play things like Vertical Horizon and Smash Mouth. <laughs> and uh, what else? Um, oh, fuck. I, I, I could name you, like... I, if I heard the songs, you know what I mean? But I can't remember any of the fucking artists. There was one where like somebody like it was the son of one of the members of Bachman Turner Overdrive or something like that. That <laughs> okay. was, uh, um, you know, had some hit out back then. Yeah. Um, but that this this is exactly what you would hear. Right. Sure. And uh, even that, man, like I just wanted to hear something because I drove around a lot in the fucking DNR truck without a tape player or anything. Right. And uh, I would just check in with that radio station. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe this would have like been something to hear other than, uh, you know, the fucking bullshit is in the other channels. At that point, I've been like, all right, fine. I'll let this on to see what's coming up next. But, um, 
God, what a shitty fucking era, man. Like, what what, a, what an indignant way to end a decade of fucking great music. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. You know what I mean? Like, what a what a fucking what a what a fucking nutless way to go out, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was uh went out with a whimper for sure. So, um, fuck it. <laughs> so what's uh what's our next number? Uh one. All right, one is uh, Antro, so this should be uh, this should be a change of pace. You could find this at lckr.bandcamp. This is out on Lower Class Kids Records, which is a label out of Weimar, Germany. Uh, this is their demo. Um, like I said, Tyler said that this is in the vein of a lot of UK stuff that I I really really fucking like from the mid to late eighties. Um, <clears throat> it looks like they have got the song Totem Nuclear queued up to play. Uh, the fourth song on the record, so smack dab in the middle of it. So we're going to listen to Totem Nuclear by Antro off of their demo. We just heard the song Totem Nuclear by Antro off of their self-titled demo. How'd you feel about that? Oh, that was fucking wonderful. Right. That was such, that was, it was just like returning into the, to the warm embrace of uh, the sun after what we just fucking sat through. Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. So I was reading the description of this band and they, they fucking name drop repulsion. Right. And you know, yeah. Right, I, I that would I would not have said that right off the bat had not had I not read that. Right, but yeah, for sure, like in the fucking blasty, straightforward sort of like yeah, repulsion sounding, uh, air, like like sections of the song, and then they go into you know yeah, like a really nice fucking just 
punk rock fucking just sort of banger tempo thing about two thirds of the way through. Um, yeah, this was pretty fucking good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was quite good. And and as you pointed out, compared to what we uh, we just heard, this was uh, this was a total one eighty. Um, you could have played me just about anything after the last shit that we heard, and I would have uh, I would have felt I would have felt pretty okay about it. But this is uh, this is a nice and uh, incredibly stark juxtaposition. This was uh, this was really good, and this did this did indeed pull from um, you know a, a particular wave and era of UK stuff that, like I said, I don't I don't think is often reproduced with this uh, this degree of uh, precision. Um, this is stuff that we we visited and talked about. A lot on the the napalm death patreon series that we did um so a lot of that stuff is is kind of fresh in my mind um and we talked about just how um not only incestuous that scene was with a, a zillion people playing in a zillion different bands and sharing members and whatnot but also just how sonically muddled it was not in a bad mm-hmm. way but just like you know you had grind and hardcore and primitive death metal all overlapping in the same band sometimes from song to song sometimes in the same song you know we talked about harmony as one we talked about uh Mm -hmm. we talked about repulsion we talked about all of that stuff and uh i think that this does um i think this does an incredibly convincing job of of replicating that uh sort of um incredibly schizophrenic take on heavy music in a way that does still feel cohesive um and uh and satisfying and uh is generally just really good and fucking ripping yeah it was firmly rooted at least this song was fucking firmly rooted in just like thrashy proto grind right yeah um and then yeah they 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 put just enough sort of um they put just enough punk ethic into it punk and hardcore ethic into it that you couldn't quite pin it down right yeah yeah, this is, I, I really like this. Too bad it's all gone, but you know what? It's also shipping out of fucking Germany, so I probably wouldn't have bought one right now anyway. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure, man. Um, it's uh, it, it, a lot of money to pay for a, for a fucking German import of a tape. Uh, now, I will say that it's seven songs, right? Right. And it's uh, 15 minutes of music. So at least it's not, you know, some fucking four song, two and a half minute piece of shit, you know, coming off a deluxe bias or something like that. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's true. Um, uh, it's it, it's at least a, a meaty demo for sure. Yeah, and I'm not trying to fucking, you know, put deluxe bias on blast. But just when I think of like, when I think of short demos that are virtually eff- like almost offensive in how in what a waste of fucking format it is and what a waste of fucking resources it is mm-hmm. deluxe bias comes to mind yeah for sure um also uh, I, I i believe i accidentally misspoke because you had mentioned repulsion and i was uh, i was comparing like um this stuff to a lot of the late 80s scene obviously repulsion not a part of that scene i, I meant to also yeah. name drop uh, heresy in there Yes, um, good call. I yeah, I I, I didn't want to uh, be a dick. I was gonna say Repulsion wasn't from fucking England, dude. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just uh, I was just thinking about like uh, Harmony is one and Heresy and stuff, and I wanted to make that comparison. And then you had just brought up Repulsion, so it was fresh in my brain. But yep. um, but yeah, yeah. I think like uh, I think I think Heresy is a good is a good touchstone for this too, in the in the sense that it's uh, it's equal parts, you know, proto grind, blasty. Um, kind of parallel to a lot of stuff that was starting to happen on like the West Coast and the, the coasts of uh, of America at the same time. I think this yeah. is a, is something very cool in the lineage lineage of that 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 feels uh, both like primitive and fully realized at once. You know, 
Yeah, it was, I don't know, this is pretty fucking good. It's better than what we heard, so. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, let's let's uh, let's roll the at, dice. At, at least this was like real fucking punk, right? Yeah, at least this was real music at all, which <laughs> which Lurk didn't <laughs> even feel like that. Felt like no. literally an algorithm spit something out right, at me. Right, right, yeah. So whatever. How many we got left, seven? Oh, uh, yeah, seven, yep. Seven. Okay, so seven is uh, is the band from Argentina, Gordex Vigano, uh, Extinción Animal. You can find this at chainarecordsinc.bandcamp.com. That's C-H-A-I-N-A recordsinc.bandcamp.com. I know nothing about this. This is, uh, like I said, just one of John's um, John's international submissions. He said that the opening track, which is also the title track, is uh, it's an instrumental, so uh, not to go with that. Um, I guess we'll just listen to uh, to the next track on here. So we're going to listen to Condena Animal by Gordex Vigano off of Extinction Animal. So that was the song Condena Animal off of the record Extinction Animal by Gordex Vigano out of Argentina. Um, so that that to me, um, it, it was not fully baked. That wasn't ready to leave the basement. <laughs> you know, that was, that was um, hyper simplistic D beat of the variety that you might turn out if you were uh, taking your first swing at uh at, at doing a punk band um i do appreciate the sort of lack of um the unfiltered approach that john takes to sending in like his international submissions it's not based on whether or not they're good or bad it's just like hey i try to listen to stuff from other countries and then i send it your way sure. um you know i appreciate that it's it's in the genuine spirit of uh discovery um, you, we never know what we're getting into. Sometimes we're getting high quality shit. Sometimes we're just getting a garage band from Argentina. And, uh, I think we got the latter in this case. I will say though, that, um, it's probably, it's probably a bitch to be a militant vegan in San Fernando, Argentina. I don't know a fuck ton about Argentina, but I got to imagine, um, you're probably in the minority there. Uh, so, I mean, good on you for, uh, for, for sticking, sticking by your position and, uh, taking a strong stance in a place that, uh, is likely not particularly sympathetic to you. Um, but, uh, but I, I don't, I don't think the music was up to snuff, nor do I ever need to hear another, another, uh, D beat record about the, e- the evils of the slaughterhouse. So, 
um, you know, I'm not, I'm not mad at this, but, uh, you know, I guess it was charmingly amateurish, but it, you know, this is, this is not a thing that was, that was ready to escape the confines of, of the basement. If you ask me. Yeah. I, I'll just say that, um, there's a million fucking bands over the past 30 years that have ta- done this take, right? Yeah. This was very simplistic. If it's their first crack, cool. Cause it's not a bad shot. You know sure. what I mean? Right. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of room for improvement and embellishment and just making this more interesting. Yeah. Um, so go for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not terribly interested. This is a, this is, um, if, if you're, if you're booking a, a show, you're going to try to throw these, throw these people on the show every fucking time. Right. Sure. Um, cause, uh, they're probably young. They'll probably bring some people out and, uh, hopefully they get fucking better. Right. Hopefully yeah. they do something a little more interesting. Um, but that said, you know, I would take this over Lurk or um, even Dikembe oh, every sure. single day as background music. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, that's that's that is without question. Absolutely. Um, right. I at least uh, I always am going to appreciate the the attempt at uh, at making some permutation of punk music, um, no matter how lackluster it might be over uh, over even well executed bullshit. So, yeah. Um, all right, cool. Let's uh, let's keep it moving. I'd like to get uh, I'd like to get one or two more bands in before we pivot to voicemail. So five. All right, so five is Tough Bluff. Uh, you can find this at tough t u f f bluff The release is Only Children. Uh, I believe it's just a single that came out in uh, July. I believe, yeah, July first. Um, like I said, this was sent to us by Amos, who's been listening to the show for, for a grip, lives in Denver. I think Amos is not like super into hardcore. Uh, we've spoken a little bit and he said that the show has kind of helped to guide him in the right direction and get him into some new stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm into or the it. wrong direction. Or you know what I mean? <laughs> like you don't have to fucking like hardcore. There are other cool, viable, like totally fucking incredible forms of music. Oh, for sure. Um, and, uh, I like hearing stuff that I don't necessarily from i'm not necessarily familiar with i was looking at all the bands in the in tonight and and this is the first time this has happened in a while yeah where i don't recognize a single band no uh i mean Lur- i mean i knew lurk and dikembe obviously uh for for personal reasons but other than that yeah nothing nothing here is recognizable nothing nothing came down my radar nothing i already knew about and i know it was fucking good no hot bands making the fucking round this is this is a very much this is um i guess one of the most uh like in the intent of the show episodes we've had in a while, right? Yeah, yeah, probably so. Right, not not a single thing from a, from like a, a well known, established, and or hot band. Well, right? other than this lurk band, who I think is well known, established, and hot, but sucks. No, so. they're not. <laughs> okay, so like I said, this is gonna be uh, this is gonna be like a different side of the uh, the Denver scene that I'm I'm interested in here. So we're gonna listen to the song "Only Children" by the band Tough Bluff. <laughs>
All right, we just heard the song Only Children by the band Tough Bluff out of Denver, Colorado. Nate, how'd you feel about that? Mm, I think that's actually my favorite thing I've heard tonight. It was real good, um, yeah. Which isn't necessarily, um, it might not be a compliment because <laughs> we've only heard actually one other band that we thought was good, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure, right. But this was a fucking head nodder. This was a lot of fun, and I really like this. This sounded like... The Shags, if the Shags knew how to write a fucking garage song. <laughs> yeah, sure. Right, right, right. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, I love what the Shags did, right, with yeah. the circumstances they were given. Right. But the singer, she kind of sounded like one of the Shags, right? She sounded like Dorothy Shag or whatever the fuck her name was. Mm -hmm. um, not Dorothy Shag. What, what, what is her last name? I can't remember what their last names are. Anyway, it doesn't matter, right? Um, but, uh, yeah, this was this was like... Yeah, this was really fucking good. It was um, super fucking catchy, super fun. Yep. And it scratched an itch that like good sort of lo-fi garage and just general rock and roll um, really gets for me. Yeah, for sure, man. I, I like I like when uh, I like when this style has uh, an air of authenticity about it that um, long ago left the building for the the big names in this world like Ty Seagal and shit. Not to say that I don't think Homeboy still puts out some good stuff. I do. I'm not above that that bullshit. I'm not above the the Grand Theft Auto soundtrack garage rock. I like bass drum of death just fine. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a pose dog, like, uh, like everybody else who likes that shit. I'm, I'm not above it, but when it's, uh, when it's actually coming out the, out the garage, um, I tend to like it more, uh, especially when there's still like, um, there's a, there's a more, uh, visible and audible, I guess, uh, tie, like immediate tie to, to real sort of like actual punk music. It looks like mm -hmm. this band is also pretty much brand new because they only yeah. have one other song and that also came out of the beginning of July. It's just like two singles. Right. Um, that's, uh, yeah, I, I gotta assume these people have been in other bands because that's a, that's a, a strong opening volley no, for sure. They def, they definitely know what they're doing, right? Yeah, for sure. This is, um, they, they, they ain't no fucking around here, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I like the minute and minute and a half runtime on this. That's, that's all the longer this needs to be. Uh, you know, I like the obvious nods to, to Ramon's style song structure. Mm -hmm. Um, yep. yeah, there's nothing about this. I don't like that's, uh, that's feel good garagey punk, just the way that I like it. I, uh, this is probably my favorite thing that I've heard on the podcast tonight too. I'm sure, I'm sure many, uh, many people are, uh, rolling their eyes back at our poser dumb for not preferring the antro stuff, but that's just uh it just tickled me fancy tonight i uh i needed something uplifting um and uh and tough bluff brought it to the table yeah yeah i agree i needed something some 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 light uplifting affair right right um some, some like a like a sorbet to cleanse my palate right <laughs> right um to cleanse my my palate of uh you know pig slaughter and uh <laughs> bounty hunting for women in uh texas and stuff like that give me something to smile about give me some give me some kids in costumes some uh, goofy looking kids in costumes and uh a song about god knows what as long as it's not about fucking kids <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And, uh, and, you know, I needed an opportunity to, uh, demonstrate that I can be a, a cool, nice, charitable guy after starting the episode, uh, regaling the audience with tales of me instructing somebody down on his luck to blow his own brains out. So, um, <laughs> let's, uh, I'd like to get a little bit more music in this episode. We have a fucking, a fuck ton of voicemails. We might run a little bit long tonight, but, uh, I'd like to get at least one more band in this evening. So let's roll okay. the dice one more time. Five again. 
All right, so five is Last Agony with the Imminent Slaughter. You can find this at uh, sentientruin.bandcamp.com. That's the label that put this stuff out. Uh, like I said, I think that uh, this also is is evidently uh, a uh, a grind and hardcore fusion. I'm not sure if it's going to be in the same vein as uh, as the antro stuff or not, but let's uh, let's just jump in and find out. So looks like they have got the uh, title track of the record and opening song of the record queued up to play. So we're going to listen to the Imminent Slaughter off of the record of the same name by the band Last Agony. Okay, so we just heard the song, The Imminent Slaughter, which is the title track off of the record of the same name by the band Last Agony. How'd you feel about that? Yeah, it was pretty good. I don't, it didn't really make me feel one way or another about it, though. Um, it, uh, it was good and burly and had everything that you would think I should like about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also found that at least that opening track was kind of fucking boring it was a little bit lethargic i i, I kind of was expecting them with uh with the the um the references that they dropped in the write-up to come come a little bit harder out of the gate but i i think it piqued my interest enough to check out the rest of this album 
Yeah, I, I listened to some of the next song because mm-hmm. um, it just kind of blended into the next song. I wasn't really paying that much attention. Yeah. Um, so the next song did rip a little more, a little more up-tempo, a little bit of a, I guess, uh, a little bit of a more savage riff, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, by and large, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just, uh, I'm not feeling this tonight. I think my head is now stuck on that song about uh, little kids. Word, yeah, yeah. So, so this is uh, like I like I theorized. This is definitely um, pulling from a lot of the same influences as that Antro band that we heard. But whereas I think you know, besides the the Repulsion name drop, um, we were talking very specifically about a, a particular era of UK stuff with Heresy mm-hmm. and ENT and Terrorizer and shit like this. Um, this feels like it's certainly pulling from the the same wave of shit, but it, it feels a little bit more international. Um, there's a lot of Japan in here too. Yeah, um, they, yeah. they named Japan. Uh, name drop uh, anti-Semitics in here as well. Um, there's a little bit of Scandinavia present as well. Uh, this this is, overall felt a lot chunkier, um, the chunkier, more heavy side of things than uh, than Antro did. Yeah, and this just had a this had all the whole lot more fucking behind the production of it too. So yeah. it sounded sort of bigger and more pro. And um, yeah, I don't know. It was fine. I probably would like it on a on, in a different context, but uh, no, I'm gonna say it was fine. Right. But um, I'm not that interested in it that I'm, you know, like itching to buy it or anything. And that's good because it's sold out. Fair enough. Yeah, I uh, I think I, I think I was like more more in the headspace for this than uh, than you were. Like I said, the opening song did feel a, a little bit lethargic for an opener compared to just what I was expecting based on the write up. But I guess it's my bad for reading ahead. Um, but I did like that quite a lot. I thought uh, I thought that was uh, definitely strong enough to. Uh, to interest me in checking out the rest of this and I will uh, probably do so at some point in the next couple of days. That was, uh, that was real solid. And I think uh, a good, uh, a good thematic continuation of the antro stuff, since uh, those are, are, are two things like are like I said, two bands representing something that I said, like I said, is not um, oft well represented in, in the modern heavy musical landscapes or the heavy music landscape. So um, on that, let's, uh, let's do some voicemails. Like I said, we got quite a lot, so let's, uh, let's power through as many as we can and, uh, and then, then call it a night. Hey, what's up, fuckers? So, like, basically right now, I'm, like, rubbing on my girl's pussy as I'm, like, trying to talk to her about, like, trying to show her the episode where I called in because I thought it would make her laugh that she actually likes you as a podcast, so I guess she's kind of stupid like we are, or I am at least. Uh, I don't know where I'm going with this other than the fact that uh, I'm rubbing some pussy while y'all are beating your meat with your hand. Fuck all of you. I hope you guys both die of cancer. Fuck you guys. Well, I mean, cancer is one of the most common causes of death and probably is how at least one of us is going to go. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I mean, my uh, you know, my, my grandpa died of, of cancer last year. I'm sure it's in my future. Yeah, every, every member of my family, um, aside from my paternal grandfather, died of cancer, so... Yeah. Um yeah, it's probably coming, right? For sure. Yeah, it's whatever. Um uh <laughs> uh that uh that piss jeans song, right? Just uh just waiting for my horrible warning. That's right. That's right. Um so. but uh hey, I'm 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 glad you're getting it in, man. I don't I can't, you know, we've gotten a lot of fucking calls on this show and uh we're 101 episodes into it, so I I don't particularly remember um, not particularly, I don't at all remember your previous call. Um, but, uh, I'm sure it was funny and I'm sure if you find it, your, your girl will let you hit. So there you go. Yeah. You know, what's really weird is like, it's always struck me as weird. Um, bragging about having sex. Yeah. Cause it's the easiest thing to do, man. Yeah. It's like, whatever. I, I, I always thought I, I always, I just always think it's weird because 
there are a ton, a ton of people that brag about having sex, right? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I, I would say that virtually every rap artist, right, brags about having sex. It's such a, it's such a fucking funny theme in rap. I've always thought it was so fucking funny, man. Yeah, and, and it's like. All right, cool. Who gives a shit, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't give a shit who you have sex with, what you have sex as long as it's not a little kid, right? Don't fuck that shit up, right? right or an animal. Or, you know. As we've talked about before, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine if the animal fucks you, but you can't fuck the animal. You cannot fuck the animal. <laughs> but if the animal fucks you, it's it's okay. That's right. right? Yeah. Um, because you're the only one that can give consent in that relationship. Right, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, and, and training your animal to fuck you that is, is not is not no is not in the spirit of it. It has to be <laughs> it has to be a completely natural wild fucking fully, right? fully spontaneous. Yeah. Training your animal to fuck you is not the same thing as 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 like granting consent. Right. right? Not at all. No. <laughs> not not at all. Right. It has to be an unknown completely naive animal that wants to fuck you that's okay <laughs> that is the only uh, the only instances in which it is okay to to uh, have sex with an animal exactly exactly um, so whatever cool have sex i guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah cool man good for you uh, all right let's uh, let's listen to the next one this is a follow-up to a big sexy call and your response to that great i'm pretty sure uh based on the first ghostbusters film that you can have sex with a ghost uh, I remember Dan Aykroyd's character getting a blowjob at some point in that film. So if you do have sex with a sexy ghost, just um, make sure you wrap it, dude. I don't, you know, I'd hit, who, who knows what kind of hellish uh, strain of chlamydia you'd catch or uh, gonorrhea or whatever sexually transmitted disease ghosts have. Yeah, that's all. Just wrap it. You'll be okay. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can have sex with ghosts. Also, I hear that uh, ghosts like butt stuff. So so that's in, that's Larry uh, responding to uh, yep. to your scenario in, in which the ghost, the sexy ghost torments me and my partner to the point yeah. where it rips apart our relationship. But Larry, you're talking about a fictional film, Ghostbusters, and I'm talking about my very real lived reality in which a ghost is cohabitating. Um, with myself and my girlfriend. So let's let's get on the same page here. I'm talking about something real, the spirit that lives in my house. Right. Um, so I appreciate your your witticisms, your jokes, but I got a real serious ghost problem here, and I'm going to have to deal with it with actual science, not uh, not fantasy. Let's, and having sex with ghosts, same rule applies, I think, at least for animals, right? Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. You know, because <laughs> same rules apply, no kids, right? Right. Is a ghost is so is a three hundred year old ghost. Let's say let's say that there's a little boy that died three hundred years ago. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think the I think the nature of of ghosts as that at least as they're re, uh, represented in like popular fiction and shit is that they remain static because I know what your question is. So I'm just going to hedge you off at the pass. I believe that they remain uh, in perpetuity uh, in the state in which they passed. So I think for all intents and purposes, that's still a kid. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's what I, so it's the same rules apply. Right? <laughs> same, same rules apply. So. Right. Same rules. Apply. <laughs> all right. Let's listen to the next one. Hey, um, so one of the things you guys talk about in 
your episodes is when you get like an international band who incorporates sort of like traditional music from their culture into hardcore and I think you guys should check out the new Turnstile record if you haven't already because, you know, they really kind of take a step towards incorporating their culture of uh, shirtless Kyles wearing puka bead necklaces into the uh, the new record. So, yeah, check it out. Have you heard the new Turnstile record? Yeah, I, I like it quite a bit, actually. I, I don't know that it would be uh, I don't know that it would be up your alley, but uh, like I've said many times on the show, I think uh, I think there if you saw them live, you would uh, you would you would get the hype for sure. Um, I uh, I've never even heard an old Turnstile record. So, so so Turnstile is like, in my opinion, I, I think they're genuinely one of the best live bands of the past uh, 20 years. No cap, as the kids say. Um, as the Zoomers say? As the Zoomers say, yeah. They uh, they are a fucking force of nature live. Uh, nigh on impossible to not have a good time watching that band. I've I've known many uh, unbelievers who have seen them live and been like, okay, yeah, I, I fully understand this now. Um, there have been, over the years, many comparisons made to... Uh, to puka bell a puka puka shell necklace uh music i i don't hear it so much like i understand there's some like passing similarities and like the grooviness and shit um they often get compared to like early like those those parts of their songs get compared unfavorably to like early like groovy heavy 311 i don't hear it really like i get it it's a funny joke but in actuality i think they're mostly pulling from like late 80s early 90s like um uh, bad brain stuff like quickness era bad brains which is not everybody's cup of tea uh so i get it but uh the, the new record incorporates um a lot more sort of like 90s alt rock some shoegazy elements it's incredibly eclectic i think they are uh officially not really a hardcore band anymore um, too old to be a hardcore band anymore right they, they, I mean, are, they are too old to be a hardcore band yes that's just the way it goes, right? I mean, that's not to say that there aren't old dudes in hardcore bands playing hardcore bands, but when you're in a band that even that I've never even heard, but I also know is tremendously popular, yeah, and you've been doing it since 2010, you're no longer playing hardcore by 2021. Yeah, for sure. Um, Otherwise, but, you still wouldn't be tremendously popular, right? For sure. But I think the same thing applies applies to Bad Brains. I think arguably, even by uh, by like Eye Against Eye, they were a band that came from hardcore who was playing yeah. something that was derivative of the form, but no longer was like the form really. Uh, I think sure. the same thing with this band. Uh, but your joke is funny. I do think the new record is uh, is very good. It's uh, it's quite polarizing, and it's been talked to death on all of the social media outlets that uh, I am a part of. So I don't have a whole lot more thoughts on it. Uh, well, keep that important conversation going, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. There's nothing else going on in the world that needs, that needs to be talked about at all. So you might as well just talk about the new Turnstile record. Um, all right, let's listen to the next one. Hey, it's your main man, D fucking Smokey fucking Johnson here once again. Uh, and hey, it's another different week. Uh, no shit talking, no doink smoking or anything, no cock smoking this week. Uh, I want to talk about sweets, candy, fucking, uh, specifically sugary soda beverages. Uh, I know you guys, at least Nate, uh, god damn it, dude, you, you made my fucking day. Grape, fucking grape candy, that's the shit. That's my favorite shit. I would kill a motherfucker for a grape, a grape fucking high you right now, okay? It's serious shit. Uh, now let's talk about some sodas. What do you guys think about sodas? What's your favorite grape soda? I don't know if you guys ever fucked with the knee high, uh, but grape knee high, peach knee high. That's the best fucking soda in the goddamn world, dude. 
Uh, let me know what you like. I mean, I don't know. We could go on all day about fucking snacks. I like me some fucking snacks. Do you Smokey Johnson off? Okay. So I actually um, have one bottle of Boylan's grape left up in my refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a sucker for that shit. I'll go most grape sodas as long as it's not um, like I... I'll even do a Fanta or something like that if I if I got to with a grape soda, uh-huh. um, Fago, um, grape in general. I'm a sucker for. It's just some that are a bit more, um, I guess, cloying on the tongue and more cough syrupy than others. Yeah, that's right? true. Yeah. Um, but my favorite soda, my favorite soda, hands down, it's not even close, is a birch beer out of t- Central Pennsylvania called Frozen Run. Yeah, you love that shit. It's impossible to find outside of like four counties in central Pennsylvania. Um, it's got the most generic looking of labels, an all white label with a black bear on it, and then a little bit um a little bit of information about Ursus Americana on the back. Mm-hmm. Um and uh it's not uh it's not, you know, pure cane sugar bullshit or anything like that. I think it's just like a hillbilly woman that has a recipe and brews it in her and makes it in her kitchen with corn syrup and whatever artificial ingredient she can get. But, um, it is hands down my favorite soda and, um, good luck finding it. Yeah. I've, uh, I've heard you, uh, speak the praises of, uh, of this particular soda for years. I, I know, I, I know well of your love for it. Um, so I, I, <clears throat> A couple of years ago, there's, there's always been rumors that Frozen Run is going to be like, they, you know, done, right? Right, yeah, yeah. And a friend of mine and I back in PA, we seriously, we seriously drove around after doing like a day of rattlesnake hunting in central Pennsylvania and like looking for rattlesnakes and that sort of thing. Not hunting them, killing them, just looking at them, taking pictures of them. Yeah. We spent like, I don't know, four hours um, just driving around state college area and like you know, central Pennsylvania looking for frozen run of grocery stores and bought every single fucking bottle that we could. Yeah. In, in, uh, I guess in, in, in fear of the, uh, the coming end of it, you know? Sure. And now, you know, this, I have like, I have like 60 bottles in my basement. <laughs> yeah, you do. And they're kind of going flat. Yeah. And as much as I like it, I don't like flat soda. I got to find a way to recarbonate it or something. I was actually thinking about like, buying one of those <laughs> fucking soda streams yeah. just to recarbonate it. Yeah. I don't know if that would even work, right? I have no idea. But then I also heard that uh, from my friend uh, that uh, they're actually still making it and you can still find it. Oh, so cool. <laughs> Good that's news, a huge, That's a huge fucking relief, right? Because it was seriously like panic buys going to every fucking Wegmans and every fucking like grocery store we could find in central Pennsylvania and and like rushing to the soda aisle to buy it. And every gas station, (laughs) right, that we could think of, every fucking roadside gas station that we could think of that historically had frozen run and trying to buy up everyone. We even considered trying to buy the recipe so that we could become soda entrepreneurs and try to make it ourselves. I Yeah. I remember that distinctly. You were you were making like a serious attempt at that. Yeah, I was like, how much do you think? How much do you think they want? Because you can't find this shit anywhere. They have no internet presence. You can find like empty cans on eBay occasionally. How much do you think they want for the recipe? 10000 Right. You know, to, to buy them out because they obviously don't genuinely care about selling soda. Otherwise, they would get on the fucking internet. Right. Right. 
um, and put it somewhere other than like a fucking, I don't know, a fucking marathon station just outside of fucking S.B. Elliott State Park. Right. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, I don't know, man. It was it was a it was a fucking fever pitch night of panic. And um, I guess it was all for naught. Yeah, I remember that chapter in your life. I, well. I sincerely, it's the closest I've ever felt to like. I, now I know the panic that people that like watch like you know like the fucking doomsday priests like the Reverend Jim Baker and buy his buckets of food, right? Just in case, you know. Yeah, yeah. And there I was, like panic buying fucking frozen run <laughs> to make sure that I, I always had a bottle for, for like one once a year. I would open this vintage frozen run, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. For my for the remaining sixty years of life, or fifty years, or whatever, probably fucking ten years of life that I have left <laughs> on the fucking planet, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I, you know, I hate to, I hate to let uh, beloved caller D. Smokey Johnson down. I've never been much of a connoisseur of grape soda person personally. I've actually always uh, kind of detested most of it. But there, there are two notable exceptions. One is not really a soda, but it is a grape beverage that I love. It is a uh, a south a- Southeast Asian grape drink. It comes in like a tall heavy duty like industrial can like not a flimsy american fucking fo- the tin foil no, ass can a, a real fucking tin and steel can a, a real right? tin and steel can you can get them at uh, a lot of like asian asian super supermarkets and uh, bodegas and shit and uh, a handful of asian restaurants and um if you're lucky, like the international section of uh, of a grocery store, if you if you got like a, a bougie grocery store that actually carries a lot of different stuff, um, and I stock up every time every time I go to one of the bougie Krogers, um, it's got like little chunks of of like grape grape flavored aloe or something in it that is uh, absolutely incredible, and I can. I can down one of those in like 30 seconds and it's a lot of liquid. Um, and then also a, a drink who's passing. I mourn regularly speaking of beverages that were discontinued. Um, the, the beloved drink, um, the extreme re- relaxation beverage, uh, that was around 10, 10 ish years ago, 10 plus years ago at this point, uh, their motto was slow your roll. And it was, uh, they were an early adopter of what would later become, you know, obviously a, um, a, 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 a society wide cultural, um, um, uh, cultural obsession with like beverages that supposedly grant you with various states of mood or mind. Um, you know, then you got like Neurosleep and Marley's Mellow Mood and it was like, oh yeah, those ones that, that supposedly were like healthy sodas to help you with your some aspect of your health yeah for sure and like they were supposed to be sort of uh antithetical to energy drinks and help you relax and and uh really it was just like they they put like a marginal amount of melatonin in it i think um but it was grape flavored i guess um and it was i i didn't drink it to relax i just drank it because it was uh unbelievably delicious it's like the only grape soda that i've ever really enjoyed and um you haven't been able to get to get a hold of it for like a decade i actually when they started getting um when they started getting slim in gas stations around here i knew the writing was on the wall so i stocked up on them um much much like nate uh, with his uh, frozen run, but uh, they 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 didn't last me more than like a month, and uh, I've been uh, I've been hankering for the for one last sip for like a decade now, and I don't think that moment's ever going to come. So, yeah, another soda that I'll always buy that's not great, but if I see it, is Green River. 
mm-hmm. um, which I think is comes out of like a Chicago air or something because it tastes exactly like melted lime fucking frozen like uh, freeze pops. Oh, word, yeah. Yeah, it's really fucking good. Takes uh, me back to being like a 10-year-old. And then also um, <clears throat> Red Ribbon Soda makes a really good grape soda. Okay. Um, I'll pretty much... I'll pretty much rep just about any red ribbon flavor. Their fucking cherry supreme soda is really good. Um, yeah, it's good. Also, a big fan of uh, another soda that's actually hard to find. You'll you'll often find every flavor uh, of this brand represented except this one, Jones Soda Foo Foo Berry. Mm-hmm. Um, Foo Foo Berry. It's it. I mean, my girl got me a case of Foo Foo Berry for Christmas last year. Um, that's I'm I'm a Foo Foo Berry fanatic. I can drink Foo Foo Berry soda any day, any time of the day. Uh, you know, fucking if you'd walked into the room uh, as my grandpa was passing and handed me a Foo Foo Berry soda, I would have cracked it open and uh, and sucked it down right in front of him as the brighten light, your brighten your day a little bit right <laughs> as the light went out of his eyes the fufu berry would go down into my gullet um so <laughs> i am uh, i'm a fufu fufu berry fanatic if uh i'm a fufu fan fufu fanatic it's my new my new t-shirt line so uh if you've never tried it and you're a you're a soda aficionado go go give it a shot it's uh, it's good stuff um all right, we got, you know, let's let's just let's let's fucking keep it moving. Let's try and let's just get all these done, man. Fuck it, you know. We're okay. we're our own right. masters. Let's just do these. There you go. There there you fucking go. Right? I, I I do, but I here's the thing. I do like keeping it generally to like the hour and a half mark because it's also I think like listeners it like having an expectation like, oh yeah, this podcast lasts like about this long. It's not sometimes an hour and 15 minutes and hey, sometimes 2 hours. You know what? As I've always said, you can stop listening in an hour and a half. <laughs> you can for sure, yeah. But I also think that there is um, there's some there's some merit um, in trying to be at least somewhat concise because if you just let us go forever, we would. You know what I mean? Which is probably not the best um, the best formula for an enjoyable podcast or show. So, uh, but yeah, let's go a little on tonight. Let's uh, let's listen to this next one. In light of recent events. And uh, collected data. I'm going to go ahead and say that Nate is a bitter old man because of those goddamn great Swedish fish. And they're disgusting. No wonder you are a sad, old, angry bastard. I would be too. Except for I don't like grapes, so I'll never be fucking like you. Fuck you, Nate. <laughs> well, I can guarantee you that you've almost not had them and um, that you're also a gay retard. <laughs> There you go. The fucking the jury's in. Um, all right. Let's listen to the next one. Hey, how we doing? I was just wondering if on uh, episode 101, if you guys could manage to crowbar the word bottling in one more time. Uh, specifically when you're talking about shitty black metal bands. So, yeah, see if you can say it just 101 times. Two minutes. Uh, have a good one. Well, there you go. I didn't know that uh, Joe Stevens was such a fan of crybaby modeling black metal. <laughs> I think he is uh, correctly calling us out for using that word a fuck ton. And I will, um, I'm going to take full responsibility for uh, accidentally introducing that into the demo list and lexicon too, because I name dropped um, the bullshit band Modeling of the Well a while back and then it just kind of eked its way 
into uh, our our ever growing uh, pool of vocabulary, whereas we pull out to describe things um, in order to to replace uh, any semblance of like real knowledge, working knowledge about what music is or how it works or how to speak about it intelligently. So. Um, I'm sorry that we were stacked up with Maudlin in the last episode. I think we had a different word this episode that I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. But uh, Well, from here on out, it's lacrimose, right? Okay, yeah, lacrimose. There you go. Lacrimose. There you go. Uh, yeah, and I'll go with lugubrious. Yeah, okay. Um, it looks like Joe has a, a second a second call, too, that uh, is at least a partial, <laughs> him at least partially acknowledging maybe we got off in the wrong foot in the last one. So let's listen to his second voicemail, too. Hey, how we doing? I think we got off on the wrong foot in that last voicemail. So I'm doubling down. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but I got a serious question, and I need your opinion because I think this is really funny. So what do you think? I just found out that James Hetfield thinks that he's like, he, he calls himself straight edge. He has like straight edge tattoos now. Which, I mean, I just thought he was like a boozing fucking jackass, you know, like a hillbilly. As two consummate professionals of sobriety, <clears throat> I mean, isn't that something you get on when you're a teenager and then just kind of never really let go of? I mean, are you really straight edge if you spent your whole life fucking banging broads and, like, getting loaded? And then one day you decided, like, what do you just, you got to have an identity to be sober? You know what I mean? That's because that's what it seems like to me. Uh, I mean, at that point you would just be rehabilitated, not straight edge, but, you know, I don't know. It's kind of like just a little odd to me, and I wanted to know what you thought about that, because maybe I'm just uh, being a fucking prick. Maybe James Hetfield is uh, a straight edge icon. So, anyways, James Hetfield sucks, and uh, I like that big sexy dude. He's a good caller. More from him, from uh, another listener. That's my request. Yeah. All right, go ahead, Gray. So, so I have known for years about James Hetfield calling him straight edge, himself straight edge. I actually remember when this this became a thing. Uh, there was like a Rolling Stone article or something run on it, like. At this point, I think it, probably a decade, maybe even a little bit longer ago, and he got like a, a straight edge tattoo on his wrist or whatever. I, so I think that my my empathetic response to this is somebody who uh, has a lot of homies who are like recovered addicts and whatnot is that it's kind of whatever gets you there. You know what I mean? Like if that's what it took to for James Hetfield to get to, to get sober, to be like a fucking 50, 50 year old man, uh, identifying with a youth movement that he is at best tangentially, uh, related to, or even familiar with, if that's what it took to put him over the edge and like get him in a good, good state of mind. Um, I mean, God bless. Yeah. That said, I do think it's incredibly bizarre. Um, and it's actually, I think, I think at this point, what the, the real answer is, is that, um, straight, straight edge has kind of flown the subcultural coop. Um, it's, uh, it's kind of a catch all term that a lot of people use to describe sobriety at this point. And they don't really have a greater understanding of the context, like the subcultural context of it and, um, understand it as like a, a movement unto itself within, uh, punk and hardcore music. It's just, it, it's become in certain circles I found interchangeable with sobriety. Um, some people do need an identity to be sober. You know what I mean? 
that's that's like the, you know some people go stone cold sober without ever stepping foot uh, in like an AA me- meeting. Some people got to attend AA meetings for the rest of their lives. So I think, like I said, my empathetic answer is like, yeah, whatever it takes to get that dude over the hump, good for him. But uh, it is undoubtedly uh, bizarre and strange um, that James Hetfield of Metallica has straight edge tattoos and has almost certainly um, never listened to, you know, uniform choice. Uh, It's real, real strange, but I guess good for him. But also, yeah, fuck James Hetfield too. So I think you saying if straight edge um, is what gets James Hetfield, you know, out of the fucking bucket, so to speak. Yeah. And then you said, God bless. That's the perfect way to put it, right? Yeah. Um, who gives a shit? Yeah. Basically. Like and you you're correct. I, I have a lot of relatives, <clears throat> especially in half of my family, that have a lot of uh issues with addiction. Yeah. Um, and it has led to some pretty well, it's 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 led to fucking bad times for all of them, right? And it's the main reason, despite the fashion and the fucking, you know, socialization and everything like that, you know, the, the social scene, um, it's the main reason why I fucking never bothered with drinking or anything because I figured that 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 fucking itch is in me somewhere, right? Sure. And it's the main reason I don't do it nowadays. It's not like I fucking walk around X'd up or anything like that. I do call myself the straight edge Kurgan. Sure. Um, But at the same time, the Kurgan didn't give a shit about other Highlanders and I don't give a shit about other people that are straight edge. Right, yeah. Um, Right. So, um, yeah, who gives a shit, man? I mean, it is funny. No, he's not in the spirit, right? You can't be. It's, It's fucking laughable. Here's the thing. You can't you can't just say you are. I mean, I guess you can because it doesn't mean anything. You know <laughs> right, what I yeah, mean? yeah. Fundamentally it means nothing, right? It but... means nothing, right? But like we all know, right? Yeah. Like it's fucking silly, it's fucking goofy and all that sort of thing. So whatever. Whatever. Do whatever you do. I got plenty of relatives that uh apparently uh, Jesus has helped them uh not drink and do drugs anymore. And uh Thanks, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, whether you're thinking Jesus or Pat Dubar uh, or Ray of today, um, if it gets you there, man, then I have more power to you. I, I can't beef with you on that. Yeah. Um, all right. We got uh, we got two more. Might as well just knock them out. Let's listen to this next one. Sorry, motherfuckers. Do you know who the fuck it is? That's right, you fucking cunts. It's your own pal. Echo Peace. Back with a motherfucking jet. And I got something to say. Apple Peas, me, I took a fucking shit at the Turnstile Show. Fuck you, Ray. Fuck you, Nate. Diarrhea balls for everyone. Apple Peas. So I think that in that context, it makes perfect sense that that uh, Applebee's is a big fan of Turnstile. We're just talking about that, right? Yeah. Well, also, so so this is actually a real occurrence that was uh, that was hot in the uh, the hardcore Twitter sphere and whatnot this last week is that somebody evidently did actually shit in the pit at a Turnstile show like last week. Applebee's did. And evidently it was Applebee's who has claimed ownership of that. <laughs> Applebee's, Applebee's the person. That's their new marketing s- scheme, right? Yeah. That's their new marketing scheme for all the Zoomers, right? Right. All, all the Zoomers that are into turnstile. Right, yes. Right? Well, I was. The, the other thing the Zoomers love is feces. <laughs> That's right. They love shit play. Turnstile and feces. Hey, you know what? Because they're light years ahead of us when it comes to fucking sex. They're children of the internet. There's not a goddamn thing they haven't seen. So you might as well go all out, right? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. As soon as you're of legal age to, uh, um, you know, fuck it, you know, 
fucking asses and get shit on and stuff like that. <laughs> They're into it, man. I mean, it's like, you know, ain't no pussyfooting around. Let's just get right down to turds. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. That's what I've. That's that is what I too have heard about the Zoomers and their proclivities. Right, Big they love they love turnstile, and they're so um like sex is so blasé to them. Right, it's it's so much a part of the air that they breathe. Right, um, thanks to being you know natives of the internet, that it's straight into the fucking shit. Yep, that's that's right. They jump straight into the shit. So, um, all right, we got one more, and fittingly, we're gonna cap the night out with an AJ call. So we haven't been blessed with for a while so let's uh let's dive right in hey fuck you gray for not reading the first part of that message uh the text i sent in regards to uh my uh love story about my cousin and his stepmom fuck you for that one big time fuck you again and just for good measure fuck you uh secondly i mean people are kind of up in arms on how like i guess uh fya sold out and like minute an hour which is i think it's kind of sick yeah covid's still serious but also i mean hey a bunch of people are going to denver aren't you guys so everyone has like weird opinions oh we're trying to sell out this fast what happened to like what if like they just said everything was out the door i mean if it was out the door i'm pretty sure a lot of people would end up just start i don't know i don't think people would go as much i mean also wouldn't it be beneficial with the kind of bands they have i think it's cool e-town concrete a bunch of kids are going to start thinking they have the pass uh, Florida, alligators, chickens, a lot of fucking chickens in Tampa. I was just curious what you guys think about, like, that selling out so quickly and then, like, people, because it's a certain day, they don't get paid that week or whatever, they miss out. Uh, do you believe there should be a set rate of, like, doors and online sales, complete online only, uh, maybe not online at all. Like if there are certain things like for certain fashion, should it be not online at all? I mean, yeah, people travel all over the world for this. I'm probably going over time and this is probably becoming redundant. Once again, fuck you for that. Uh, to quote the man, love, love will tear us apart. Hogan. Bye. Okay, so I, I don't I don't understand what any of that was about. Right, yeah. So I was I was just about to say, let me do some let me do some contextualizing for the old men and women and they thems and in the list in the listenership because I'm sure you're not the old only one. So and and like AJ calls are just hard to decipher even at their best, even when uh, things are are being referenced that everybody knows about. So FYA. Uh, notable hardcore fest that's been going on in Florida now uh, yearly for quite a while. Usually get some big names. This year, one of the headliners is <laughs> E-Town Concrete, which fucking kicks ass. Um, and evidently, the fest sold out within like the first hour that passes were up online. And some people are really worked up about it uh, for some reason. Um, this is not a new occurrence. I don't know why people are upset about that. Uh, shows that are... Um, that people are, are looking forward to sell out quickly uh, all the time. That's just kind of how it goes. I've missed out on tickets for many shows that I would like to go to because they sold out real quick. Uh, when we were trying to see Avail um, last year, um, it, it took sold us, out in like minutes. Yeah, it took us several tries and the assistance of one of your good friends uh, to even get us tickets to to see that show. So, um, and we were trying to fucking call in favors to to get. To, you know, to go to one of the Richmond shows and shit. I mean, it, it just is what it is, man. It's it's the nature of internet commerce. Uh, if you don't get paid that day, if you're working during those hours, I guess have a contingency plan if it's something you really want to go to. 
Um, and if you're determined enough to get a hold of the tickets, you probably will. You know what I mean? Uh, and uh, beyond that, I mean, venues have capacities, man. It is what it is. Uh, in terms of people arguing for wanting to have some tickets at the door and not doing all online sales, I'm not really sure who that would benefit. Um, I guess potentially locals. Um, I, I don't have a dog in this race whatsoever. I don't have any strong feelings about it at all. I think it's a bunch of kids crying on the internet about something. Um, by kids, I mean like people from the ages of 17 all the way up through 50. I'm just, uh, generalizing here, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have an opinion about this really. I don't give a fuck. Uh, a fest, a fest promoter can conduct their business however they want. As long as bands get paid, nobody's getting fucked and people get to have a good time at their show. Um, God bless. I don't give a fuck. I'm not the, I'm not, I'm not the one booking and promoting FYA. So I, I'm not going to speak on this dude's business. Um, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad that their fest sold out and I, I hope everybody has fun. Uh, I hope all the white people have fun singing along to E-Town Concrete and saying the N-word. That's, uh, that's, that's my opinion. Yeah. I, I, I don't care. There's, I mean, I'm, uh, there's a reason that I don't hang out on the internet. Yeah. And it's cause I don't care. Yeah, for sure. Right? There's, there's, there's literally nothing you could do to, to make me form an opinion about this. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at, uh. I'm looking at the lineup now. There's, I don't know, a half dozen bands that I would like to see. Yeah. Um, but that said, um, I'd probably spend almost all of my time not even at the fest. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, that's that's <laughs> that's my main problem with fest. That's why I that's why I did jump on uh, Convulse Fest so quickly because I was like, holy shit, this is a fest where like. I actually already definitive, definitively for sure like the vast majority of bands playing. And it's only two days long. It, you can't go wrong. Why not? Let's, let's fucking go. Um, well, this is only two days as well, but it's, I, I don't know, man. I just, I, you know, you and I are on the same page. I would much rather see five, five good bands over two days. Right. Or seven or eight bands that fucking rule in one day. Yeah. Then you know, a bunch. Yeah, for sure. I'm the, yeah, I'm the same way. I've always, uh, I've always steer, steered clear of, of fest for basically my entire it's, tenure. In it's not like I want to fucking hang out at the venue. Nah, not at it's all. It's not like I want to fucking talk to people. It's not like I want to fucking do anything other than eat food, buy records, see the bands I want to see, and then fuck off and then see what else is happening in the city that I'm in. Yeah. I'm not, interested in taking pictures and fronting on the fucking internet like a goddamn poser i'm just not that terribly interested in the social scene of it yeah so you ain't gonna catch me fucking hanging out to see if i can fucking like uh make new friends right yeah, for sure i mean yeah except in the rare occasion that like like i said i think convulse records is a really good example of this where uh, a group of bands that you're probably because of your geography or because of the short-lived nature of a lot of the bands that are are in our wheelhouse, you might not get the opportunity to ever see otherwise. That necessitates you attending a fest. Beyond that, I think the main draw of fest for people is the social aspect because especially when uh, like big fest like this is hardcore. All of the bands on those fests, uh, even FYA, you could catch any of those bands individually or probably with each other on a tour package over the right. course of, uh, of a year of tours and right. catch all those bands and probably be uh, way less exhausted, have a way better time, uh, be able to appreciate the sets a whole lot more. 
um, but you don't get to like post pictures on Instagram and meet all your internet hardcore friends and shit. And um, although I'm certainly more plugged in than, than Nate is, uh, that's also something that, that is not interesting to me at all. That has never been the main attraction of this whole thing to me. So I would much rather just catch bands that I want to see that are playing whatever hype hardcore fest FYA this is hardcore and I no beef to those fests like, good on them they do a cool thing but I'd much rather just catch those bands individually that's just how yeah, I, I am. mean you know and and yeah I mean I'm I I think fests are fucking cool I just the, the even the very phrase internet hardcore friends yeah makes me want to rip my fucking guts out right <laughs> yeah for sure like what the fuck internet hardcore friends fuck off yeah, yeah indeed you know the last thing i give a shit about is um you know virtually anything that's not happening on stage at a hardcore fest for sure that is 100 percent. yes um so uh to close out the night we'll uh read the last little update from aj on the ongoing uh, cousin saga uh, my cousin is going through it. Supposedly everything, uh, supposedly had a girlfriend when all this happened and she contacted his dad who is now in Vegas to cope. We believe she went with him spite wedding question mark. Who knows? We'll find out when he comes back Wednesday. This is so chaotic. I can't believe it's going on. I hope everybody just starts shooting everybody. Yeah. I hope it, I hope it gets fucking happy. <laughs> Hatfield and McCoy level. This is getting to the point now where, um, you know, <laughs> like yeah i just hope I, I just hope there's like a shootout now yeah for sure i i would really like to cap this off with like some some serious violence or something truly psychotic yeah um so let's uh let's wrap it up there we uh we ran long we uh you know we, we knocked out all the voicemails we were good little boys we did our due diligence we heard all of your uh comments complaints criticisms critiques etc um if you want to call it's 260-222-8341 just uh you know try not to be too long-winded a minute and a half or under if you want to submit music to the podcast it's demo listen podcast at gmail.com just make sure your release is uh, a year or less old so we can keep things current and forward facing uh and then last if uh you want to become a patron it is patreon.com slash demo listen podcast um we actually do have uh, a new patron that i uh, wanted to shout out because we do ostensibly do that uh quentin <laughs> we're supposed to do that we, yeah we should also mention it at the, the beginning of the next one maybe yeah for sure so shout out to uh yeah especially because this is a this is a long boy so uh shout out to uh quentin a new uh a new five dollar patron we appreciate your patronage um demolition.com demolitionpodcast.patreon.com if you want to sign up beyond that i have got no further thoughts we've been talking for like two hours i'm uh ready to get this edited and watch a couple episodes of sliders before bed so uh so we'll uh we'll catch you on the next one yeah go make real friends not internet hardcore friends indeed